Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Three of Swords and the betrayal of Oinoine from Paris. Today's show will focus on the Four of Swords and the funeral games of Patrocles. Talk about stories, swords, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, tarot, love. Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Mm. Happy middle of spring. Yes. Already. Crazy. Crazy nuts. Yep. Yep. Happy May 2-4 weekend for the Canadians that listen. <laughs> yep. And the Americans will wish you a happy long weekend next week. Oh, is there's next weekend? Yeah, there's oh, a, nice. a week later. Yeah. Either way, um, everyone's probably going to have some drinks, some good times on this weekend. Yes, yeah, It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I find that like it's always beautiful during the week and then it rains on the weekend. Don't say that. We have an important <laughs> event this weekend. <laughs> It's true. So this is going to be the weekend to break that cycle yes. very much. Uh-huh. Hope so. It, it never rains on this weekend anyways. Nope. Yeah. Right okay. Now. Anyways, uh, we are talking about something else that's kind of like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the Four of Swords, which is kind of in the middle of a bunch of challenges. Yes. That, like I mentioned before that the, the Swords is the suit of challenge. Mm-hmm. And um, the Four of Swords is kind of a break, a little bit of a break between different challenges that are occurring. A little reprieve. (laughs) Get to relax, maybe. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, it's kind of like your chance to take a breath between, you know, the challenges of a competition or et cetera, any kind of challenge. Whenever you are faced with multiple waves of challenge uh there's there's normally a little tiny break in between and that is the four of swords that's what this card represents although when you look at it it looks kind of solemn and a little bit um a little bit mournful because whenever i look at this card i'm reminded of a funeral Mm -hmm. Sorry, quick question. Yes. Are other fours also kind of like this break from whatever is going on within that suit as well? Or is it kind of specific to this one? Fours do tend to have like a calmer energy to them. Um, And they, like the number four is a very stable number, Mm -hmm. right? You think like four pillars, four seasons, four, like fours do appear a lot. Um, And like, if I think about fours symbolically, I think like four walls and it's this very Mm -hmm. sturdy structure, right? Um, So if we look, if we compare this four to fours from other suits, right? Like the four of cups it was it was a, a time of calm, but it was also a warning. And similarly with the four of pentacles, it was saying, "Hey, things are going really well, but don't uh, don't take it for granted," right. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the five is when the warning of four doesn't um, is, isn't heeded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so four in the swords, I would say in this case is not so much 
Like there is a little bit of a warning to be had with the Four of Swords, but it's not so much a warning the way the fours of the other suits have been okay. that we've looked at so far. Yeah. But that's a good question. Good comparison. Mm-hmm. It's always mm-hmm. good to be comparing the numbers from different mm-hmm. suits. It's, I just thought like yeah. it's a good way to help remember like what it could be, even if you don't remember exactly what the, maybe the Four of Swords, but if you know in general what the fours are and in general what the swords mean, then you can kind of Exactly, yeah. That's exactly how I do it, actually. <laughs> I'll remember what different cards represent, like what their energy is, and then uh, what does how does that combine with um the symbols of that particular suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the four of swords, so there's slightly different. The the main difference is that it's it's sandwiched between two different challenges, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And different kinds of challenges as well, right? Um, it when we looked at the three of swords, there was a lot of pain um, and a necessary pain in order to proceed. Once you've surpassed that and entered into the Four of Swords, you are now at this time to finally catch your breath because you're going to be right back in it again with the Five of Swords, right? Um, Looking at the Rider-Waite-Smith deck card, uh, it's actually a little bit busy, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah. So so the first first thing that really pops out to me is – uh, this person who's lying down, and it really looks like a tomb to me. Yeah, it definitely looks like a sarcophagus or something. Yeah, like it looks like the person who's lying down isn't actually a person, but is actually more part of the tomb mm-hmm. as well. Like they're like maybe they're a statue of some sort, and uh, the tomb is decorated with a sword. And it's also interesting that it's kind of like slightly open, slightly ajar. Yeah. Um, like there's there's something hidden beneath, or maybe it's empty right now, but it's kind of like a reminder of death. It's a little creepy. It's it's a little bit creepy. I I would say that like when I look at that, there is definitely this um, idea of memento mori, right? Like this, uh, which is Latin for remember you will die. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I definitely look at that and I have that reminder. Um, but the person who's on top looks very peaceful. It doesn't seem and like there's no mourning that's happening in this car. There's mm-hmm. no sadness. So I do get the feeling like the sarcophagus is empty, um, and that is just a reminder that this is where we all end up. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of you know it is morbid, but it's it's true. It's mm-hmm. it's a. You you don't you don't get um you don't get easy truths uh with with swords cards mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and if you remember the swords definitely have a lot of truth in them yeah. um, so the truth of the swords of this particular card is that remember you are going to die um, and then when you look on the wall in behind there are three swords that are pictured on the right hand side so uh, when I look at the right of the card. Um, often this is telling me what is to come. And when I look at the left of the card, that is what has already been, right? So on the right of the card, there is three swords. So there are more swords coming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the four is not quite even halfway through yet. Yeah. Um, Although it does represent kind of like a a quick break before before more havoc is mm-hmm. happening. And I think because, like, they're hanging down to you towards the person. Towards sort, the person, Towards yeah. the person, I feel like that's mm-hmm. also very ominous. It definitely is. It, and the, the swords are uh, above the person's head, above the person's neck, and above their heart, which are all mm-hmm. very... Um, 
important organs. (laughs) (laughs) Those are very... Don't want to get a sword in any of those places. Yeah, all of those places would be a death blow if that sword were to fall. Um, It does look like it's behind them, but I don't think that is... um, I don't think that's that's pictured there by accident, Mm -hmm. right? I think the fact that there's more to come, and this tells me that the danger ahead is worse than the danger that's already been. And the sword on the bottom is actually pointing pointing towards the past. Yeah. So this is saying, hey, there was pain to get here, and there's more to come. But right now, you are in this peaceful time to contemplate, um, to kind of gather your resources a little bit, but mostly just to rest. Mm-hmm. This is the time to rest and gather your strength. Um, not so much the resources. And when we look also, um, there's... There's a stained glass window in the top left corner. And uh, I find it's kind of interesting that it's a little bit cut off. Like you don't quite see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe originally this this painting was bigger. Was bigger. Yeah, and that they be. cut it in half. And what's also interesting is that the three swords on the right side, um, like the, the, the card is slightly asymmetrical. Mm-hmm. Um, the three swords on the right side take up more space than the stained glass window on the left side yeah. does. And I mean, you don't really see the whole body either, like of the statue. Like his legs are kind of cut off. So I wonder if it did go like the whole. Yeah, length, like, maybe. like the feet are missing mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, yeah, so I think that the meaning of the stained glass window is to remember uh, the faith that brought you here, to remember um, kind of those initial sparks, to remember the Ace of Swords, <laughs> if you will. Um, so there's definitely, it, it looks, when I look at the stained glass window, it looks like there, it's a, a picture of um, perhaps a saint of some sort, um, maybe it's Jesus, it's hard to tell, um, who is blessing a follower. So when I look at that particular stained glass window, I think it's a, it's a strong symbol of faith um, as well as um, kind of uh, divine intervention from the past that is what brought you here. Mm. Uh, so, and if we remember that the Ace of Swords did have this big celestial hand right. that was handing you this. So I think this is kind of a reminder uh, to like when you're, when you are relaxing and, uh, taking this moment of rest, uh, to remember what it is that, uh, that inspired you to go on this journey to begin with. And that's, what's going to help you through, uh, the rest of your journey that you have ahead as well. Um, it's interesting that the feet are cut off, but the sword is still centered. And I think that kind of tells me that maybe this is the full painting, but it's it's Mm. not entirely sure about that. Uh, when I see when someone doesn't have feet, that's normally a symbol that that person isn't very well grounded. Um, so when this card shows up, it's possible, depending on like what other cards are showing up in the reading, that as if this card is showing up as um, like a helper or conclusion card, um, it might also mean that you need to make sure you're aware of where your feet are. Mm. All right, um, and mm-hmm. to to know like, what your grounding is. And maybe to be, like, grounded in the situation, too, just to have more of a better outlook. What was it the Two of Swords was that they were blindfolded? Yeah, the Two of Swords was was blindfolded, um, which was a lack of willingness to see the truth mm-hmm. um, or willingful ignorance, in, which was stopping them from moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, so similarly, in this case, the person isn't blindfolded, but their eyes are closed. 
and their feet are missing. So there's this sense of, yeah, they're, they're resting right now and recuperating their strength, but um, they still aren't quite sure where they're at. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would say that that's probably warning number one of this card is to make sure you are like during this time of reflection to use your time wisely and make sure that it's a full recuperation and to know where you're where you stand if you will (laughs) like know where your feet are um and make sure that they're planted firmly on the ground right um another warning that this this card could show up as is when you don't use your time wisely if you're not taking the rest that you need um sometimes this card can show up as an obstacle and when that happens, that means uh, that the person is not is most likely not taking the time that they need to rest. Mm. And when that happens, like, you know, we, we hear a lot about stress a lot these days and the effects of stress. And the thing is, when you have constant stress, um, you are not able to perform to your best ability. And you might think that you're... And, like, oftentimes that, that stress from lack of... Uh, relaxation and lack of recuperation time you think you you're dedicating yourself to your work and um, you, you think that this is what's necessary in order to do a good job but really you'd be doing a better job if you just took that time to get a full night's sleep mm-hmm. right um, you're also doing a lot of damage to your body as well by by the having the constant stress exactly um, having constant stress does a lot of has a lot of detrimental effects, uh, both psychologically and physically, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's I would say the main warning of this card um, is that if you are if you don't use this particular time to rest, you are not going to be able to perform at your best, and there's a lot more left to come. <laughs> so take the rest when you can, or exactly. while you can, maybe take the rest while you can. Enjoy this moment of peace. Um, while you can, because there's, there is going to be more, but you need, I would say like, that's probably the, one of the hardest messages of this card. Um, when you know that there's a lot coming and still being able to lie down and have a nap, right? Like (laughs) still being able to have Mm -hmm. a good sleep, um, even though, you know, the next day is going to be really stressful. Um, and being able to take that break and make it worthwhile and make it, make it an actual break instead of like worrying the entire time about what's ahead. Yeah. Or even taking a break during that stressful day, taking a few minutes exactly. just to even breathe or yeah, meditate just like, or you know, anything. They say like five deep breaths can mm-hmm. completely change your mindset. Um, I, I remember I used to be part of this uh, theater club and they used to always say that uh, if you forget your lines, it's because you've actually forgotten to breathe <laughs> and your brain needs oxygen. So uh, as soon, so the first thing you do if you've forgotten your lines on stage is to stop and take a few breaths, make it dramatic even, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> like dramatic pause, dramatic pause. <laughs> oh, the character sighs at this moment. <laughs> you know? And then suddenly the, the lines do actually come back because you've taken that moment to uh, supply your brain with sufficient oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and similarly, so that's, that's an example of on stage, but the same is true, I find, in real life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're getting really stressed out, if it's on an exam or a test, um, and you just blank out, it's because you've actually stopped breathing properly. <laughs> and just five deep breaths will make a huge, huge difference. Mm-hmm. Or even one. <laughs> even one, yeah. Even one deep breath will make a huge difference. Yep, definitely. 
Yeah. All right. So we're talking about uh, funeral games yes, today, which we are. looks very appropriate for the card because the card definitely looks like a, a funeral preparation. It does. Yeah. Um, like you said, it looks like there is some sort of sarcophagus or tomb of some sort and mm-hmm. it's slightly open. So it's ready. <laughs> it's ready. But the death has not happened yet yeah. in this card mm-hmm. because there's no one mourning. Right. In this story, there is the death, <laughs> but, of course, yeah. but the, um, the time to, it's still, yeah, taking time away from the battle, basically. All right. And from the craziness. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about the funeral games. Educate us, Biddy. Educate us. Okay. <laughs> funeral games of Patroclus. Um, so just to give us some background context, um, this takes place in book 23 of the Iliad, and just a reminder, there are 24 books, um, so it is... Almost done. <laughs> almost done. It's near the end, very near the end, um, which I guess doesn't really flow with the four kind of theme, but I mean, even though it's the end of the Iliad, that doesn't mean the end of the Trojan War, so... Mm, yeah. Still more to come. Lots more to come afterwards. Um... Yeah, so at this point, um, Hector just, I'm not going to go into super detail, but just so we catch everyone up if you haven't read um, the Iliad before. Uh, at this point, Hector um, has killed Patrocles, um, which has provoked Achilles back into action. So if you remember, um, at the beginning of the Iliad, Achilles chose to remove himself from the battle because he was dishonored by the Greek commander Agamemnon. So this went on for quite a while, Um, and then Patrocles, who was a friend and likely, very likely a lover of um, Achilles, decided to put on Achilles' armor and fight as though he was Achilles and lead his army, um, known as the Myrmidons, into battle against the Trojans. Oh my goodness, why would he do that? To, um, because they were losing, so at this point... Um, the Greeks were were losing, and Patrocles kind of had enough. It's like, okay, like we need to kind of get our guys yeah. back into action. Their soldiers, their warriors were the best, and they needed to kind of get in there, and he recognized that. Um, and I think Achilles recognized that too, but he knew that he wasn't at a, like his honor was still, he was still dishonored, so he couldn't go back in himself. Right, um, right. So, Patrocles disguised himself instead. Um, Unfortunately, this resulted in his death um, when he came across Hector on the battlefield. So Hector presumed that Patrocles was Achilles because of the armor that he was wearing and didn't realize his mistake. That was kind of the point of wearing the armor. Exactly, yeah. And he didn't realize his mistake until it was too late. Um, So when Achilles found out what had happened, he was rightfully (laughs) very upset um, mm-hmm. And he then went after Hector and killed him. So um, this um, this is where where we start kind of book 23. And once Achilles returns back to the Greek camp, um, they have a funeral feast and kind of go to bed. Um, Achilles then has a dream of Patrocles. And um, he's telling him to kind of hurry up and bury him. So he com- comes to him. It's like, okay. This is nice, you can warn me, but you have to hurry it up a little bit here. Um, So when he woke up, Achilles and his men had his men, you know, gather some wood to make a funeral pyre and to burn the body, because, um, which was very common to do so. Sorry. Um, To burn the bodies of the dead and place them in an urn um, to then bring them 
back home to their loved ones um because it'd be impossible kind of to bring back all the bodies of the deceased especially when there's so many of them exactly yeah Mm -hmm. um and just hygiene and everything is just that would not be good so this is the custom that they would do um so once this was done and his ashes were placed in an urn it was time for the funeral games and literally that's just kind of Changes kind of very drastically. Achilles just kind of turns to everyone's like, okay, time for the games. So it's like a way of releasing stress, but... Yeah, it's a way to release stress, but it's also very much a way to to honor the dead and to mourn in kind of a more... Productive um, way, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Would the funerals normally last longer? Is that why... Depending on who it's for. Yes. Yeah. So So he was like a recognized war hero. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't do obviously games for everyone that died. That would be craziness. Um, Yeah. So it would depend um, who it's for. And like when Hector, well, Hector's dead at this point um, and Achilles still has his body when Priam, um, Hector's father, comes to him is like, hey, like, can I please have his body back? We also want to like throw our own games for him and have so many days of mourning. Um, he eventually says yes and gives back the body so that they can do the proper funeral rites because they believed if they didn't do, you know, do it properly, then they wouldn't be um, able to go into Hades. And, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, oh. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Going back to... Where is, okay, so these games, or call them games and call them contests, um... Achilles brought out trophies from his ships. So some of these um, included cauldrons and tripods, stallions, um, so horses, um, mules, and cattle with massive heads. So that's these important, prizes? apparently. These are prizes, yeah. Um, women sashed and lovely and gleaming iron. Oh my goodness. Yes, these are some of the some. Some of the things that they could um, win. I'm so, not entirely pleased that women are nope. like brought out as, <laughs> alongside horses as prizes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or the fact that they were yeah they were prizes at all, at all, <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah, um, and they were likely yeah they were slave women. That's like here you go, this is for you now. You now have a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were actually given in the first one. So the very first contest um, was a chariot race, and that had the best and most elaborate prizes um um so again like the women um this was followed um after the chariot race by boxing and then wrestling and then a foot race um the prize for the next contest um was the armor that patrocles had taken from a trojan warrior um and so the contestants were in full battle gear and fought until someone was wounded which kind of neat. No, at least not till the death, because then the funeral games would go on forever. Would keep just going on <laughs> and on. Exactly. But even in this case, it almost came to death, and Achilles kind of stood up and was like, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, you win. <laughs> we're not. This is yeah. already a funeral. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, these, most of the people that were, um, you know, most of the contestants were kind of really good, like, warriors and fighters, and, yeah, they don't want to lose them during um, the funeral games. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, so then we also, um, had a game where they would, uh, throw a lump of, or who could throw a lump of iron the farthest, um, which we kind of still have now, um, and then archery contest. Yeah, shot put. Yeah, shot put. Yeah. But they also had spear throwing, so spear throwing was the last 
one. Nice. Which is kind of, or is that javelin? I don't, I don't know my sports. <laughs> Your sports? Yeah, no, it's like javelin throwing. I'm, yeah. I'm bad, yeah. Um, so throughout the competitions, again, several of the competitors um, received help from the gods. And whenever a battle seemed to be getting too dangerous or someone could get hurt, Achilles would make sure to stop it before that would happen. Um, which tells us that at the, like, the point for competition, again, was, um, for them at least, was not to cause harm, but to see who was the best. It wasn't, you know, we have wrestling, we have some pretty physically demanding ones. It's not to see who can, yeah, hurt the other person. It's Yeah, that wasn't the point at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and because some of these games, um, yeah, sorry, I just, I just said that. Um, yeah, <laughs> and again, the point was more to honor and commemorate their deceased friend. So how does this honor their friend that's deceased? That's it's like, I will fight in your honor. Well, that, it could be also because that's what he did in life, so, um. Okay, so. Like it's like a reflection of that. That makes sense. So, like, for example, um, if someone, if a dancer dies, you dance at the funeral to yeah. say, oh, this is what they liked. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Or if someone, like, drinking a certain drink, everyone will... Everyone drinks that drink yeah. and, or even pours it on the grave. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I remember that. Exactly, yeah. Um... And here we go. Yeah, so keep in mind that, again, this was going on during a war, or at least during a reprieve of the war, much like the Four of Swords talked about. So there was death and hard times before the games, and there will be more afterwards. Um, but it's still important to take the time when you have it um, and have that sense of kind of normalcy, because they would still do this even when they weren't at war, if a, you know... Um, king or someone died they they would still put on games like these so so it's kind of like a time to feel like everything's back to normal I think so especially after a loss mm -hmm. like a, a hard loss mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's you know it's for the deceased but it's also just like funerals today it, it's you know how much is it for the deceased and how much is it for the people that you know well yeah it's, a, it's here, a time right? to heal right mm -hmm. it's, it, it gives you the it gives you the opportunity to um mourn the loss and also uh accept that mm -hmm. it's that it's happened um and and yeah it gives you the chance to heal as well um and different traditions have different ways of going about doing that healing yeah, yeah. so it's it's neat that that was something that was happening way longer than I even realized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat, and it's pretty neat that we have, like, such a detailed account of sport <laughs> in the ancient world. Um, we have little bits from other places, too, but uh, this is one of, I think, the earliest kind of complete games that I can think of. Um, there is some controversy as to whether they would have done this when the story takes place or the story takes place in the Bronze Age. So, mm -hmm. um, late Bronze Age, like 1200 BC, whereas it was written in about the mid, uh, 8th century. So like 750 BC. So it's like 500 years later. So is this reflecting the funeral, funeral and, you know, competition practices of the, the 1750s or yeah. the 1200s? It's, yeah. it's not super clear. Oh, that's a, that's an interesting take as well as, the fact, like, we don't really know, like, in 750 BC, were they, did, how much did they care about accuracy? Mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's a stupid yeah. question. 
accuracy depending on, on what is, I would say, the question. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say yes for certain things and no for others because before, so, uh, bef- yeah, like the time between the late, uh, yeah, late Bronze Age and that we have this writing coming out, it's known as like one of the Dark Ages. So there is no writing at all. Right. So we just don't know. <laughs> I find it really interesting, for example, like when you look at art in um, like medieval art, um, uh, and especially when it, it's depicting like uh, Jesus and the time of Jesus, they will dress those people in the same fashion as the medieval times. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of... Yeah. Or, yeah. And that's the argument, that's exactly the argument here. And even for, like, how the commanders, you know, would speak to the other people or how things were structured, it's like, okay, is that how it was then or is it how when it was written? Like, it's just, we can't. Or if we we look at the Harry Potter series for a new, uh, uh, a slightly more modern take, Harry Potter was supposed to take place in the 90s. Yeah. And the movies, when they were coming out, the hairstyles were whatever was fashionable at the time. So you can kind of see what hair fashions were fashionable instead of uh was it true to the 90s yes yes yay (laughs) (laughs) examples examples yeah yeah Mm -hmm. how are we doing on time we're We're, we're there for time yeah all right so um yeah so that's our our four of swords episode here um it's if it shows up for you in a reading it's definitely time to take a breather yeah um Unless it shows up as a future. <laughs> if it shows up as a future yeah. or a past card, then it would represent uh, the, the need for peace in the future or in the past, mm-hmm. of course. But normally this card this card normally shows up um, as a as a answer card or a helper card. Um, I, at least that's how I've most seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes it'll even show up as a subconscious card, Mm -hmm. which means uh, you subconsciously are desperately in need of rest. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Or perhaps are concerned about your stress. Uh, Isn't that a a wonderful world we live in where we get stressed out about our stress? Yep. Called anxiety (laughs) and it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So if if that is you, it is time to take some deep breaths um, at least once a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should probably breathe all the time, actually. Yeah. I highly recommend <laughs> but it. But conscious breathing at least once a day. Yeah, conscious breathing can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if this card shows up for you, even more so, now is the time to make the most mm-hmm. out of your peace and relaxation while it lasts. Sounds good. All right, well, thank you, everyone, as always, so, so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, if you would like to support this show, the easiest way to do so is to tell a friend, spread the word, um, subscribe um, to us on however you listen to your podcast, leave us a review. We would love that. Um, we're also on Patreon um, and on the regular social media places, Instagram and Facebook at Ruth Tara Love. All of the social medias. All the things. I've been Find I've us. been slacking on it lately, though. I apologize. <laughs> Find us on the Facebooks. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, our parting words for today come from the American Tarot Association. Enjoy your strength and enjoy the peace you find yourself in, but be ready to batten down the hatches when the storm returns. Myth and tarot. 
to talk about stories, swords, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, terror, love.